talking to a college kid the other day, having a bit of a discussion, and he said for English class, he had to write a paper about the pros and cons of transgenderism. Can you believe that? You see how these teachers push the sickness? That has no place in English class. Maybe in a psychology class when talking about mental illness or sheer stupidity with a chapter on freakazoidia. But as we know, the colleges have sold out just as the hospitals, governments, corporations, and professional sports. Everybody has their price to do whatever they're told because money is the great equalizer. All you got to do is put aside your moral character and what you know to be right and wrong in order to collect the payoff. That's why Jesus said you can't give yourself and serve God and money. You have to choose one or the other. And since we're conditioned to idolize money and to make and take as much as possible, it's so much easier to look the other way. Just pass the buck to somebody else and say, I have no choice but to do as they tell me. What are you, a wimp face? You absolutely do have a choice to either say yes or no. Don't make it worse by rationalizing and lying to yourself and others. Because it's not going to work. But maybe you think it does work in every situation. Even when Jesus judges you at the end of times and shakes his head at you, you see, you still think everything is cool, even at that moment in time, because you intend to pull out a briefcase full of money, telling Jesus that, hey, all you got to do is look the other way and let me into paradise, and I'll give you all this cold cash. But thankfully, Jesus is nothing like you. He's not going to take a bribe as you would, as you have done all your life. And by chance, if I am describing you, you still have time to change and start all over again. But you better hurry. The expiration date on this earth is coming up really fast. This college kid I was talking with said that transvestites men dressing up as women, are celebrated. They're allowed to perform in the student center on that little stage that's always there. Again, are you kidding me? Do their parents realize what's going on? I doubt it. Do they know that their hard-earned food money that they send their kid is going towards high heels and a push-up bra? Education should make you smarter and more intelligent, and more prepared to get a good-paying job once you graduate. It's not for a young man to buy a light blue chiffon dress with matching boots in order to flaunt it in front of the incoming freshmen. No, I don't think that's the deal here. I, I, I don't even know what the word chiffon means. I guess I would if I was a transvestite. But man, as we sleep at night, this stuff is going on. The educational system from kindergarten to college is literally infecting and decaying your child's brain. So what are you going to do about it? Well, for me, the password is 
homeschool. Yes, get them out of the system immediately. And now for some good news for once. Have you ever heard of a professional NBA basketball player called Jonathan Isaac? He created his own sneakers, but not just to make tons of money, but to actually spread the word of God. Wow, can you imagine this? How long before he's smothered and stifled and canceled out of the mainstream media, I wonder? Because on every one of his sneakers, he puts a Bible verse on it. Something full of inspiration and encouragement. What a great idea. This Isaac guy did not wear a stupid Black Lives Matter t-shirt when it was fashionable to do so years ago and did not kneel before games. He stood up proudly as he defended his character and what he knows to be right and wrong. He wasn't some weeble weed scared to make a stand like 95% of our population is. We need people like Jonathan Isaac to lead the way. Incredibly impressive. And maybe by his example, others will now champion the cause of Jesus Christ and bravely and courageously stand up for the Word of God. So look out for those sneakers and buy them. It will go a long way for the youth and the next generation to come. Why not buy these sneakers for the kids at Christmas instead of the usual junk you get them that they never like or use? But pretend that they do. Oh, you got me a light blue chiffon blouse. Just what I wanted. Or a pair of skinny jeans when you're 45 pounds overweight. Hey, where do you stand on baptism? Remember in the time of John the Baptist, it was all about a physical baptism with water. After Jesus, it was a spiritual baptism with the Holy Spirit. Now, do we get baptized as a little, fresh little baby or as a young adult when we have cognitive understanding? Well, if that's the choice, the answer would be as a young adult, where you get totally submerged like they did back in the day. In fact, the word baptism does mean submerge. Now, on the other hand, baby baptism talks about how the parents are blessing the baby by proxy pledging that they will bring up this baby as a Christian. Yeah, both of these baptism theories have been around for years. You decide what's best. But just remember, because somebody is baptized, whether as a baby or an adult, it doesn't ensure you being saved and on the way to the new kingdom that Jesus will set up when he comes back a second time. And there's no guarantee that everybody receives the Holy Spirit at the time of baptism. That's just not the case. Being saved entails many things, including the communication and connection you have with Jesus Christ through the Bible and through prayer. Now, what does the Bible say about baptism? The book says, Baptism is no removal of physical stain but the pledge to God of an irreproachable conscience through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So it sounds to me that one becomes born again prior to being baptized, which is an outward sign that I'm a God guy. And as we know, just because you're a God guy 
Does it make you impervious to pain, suffering, trials, and tribulations? The book says, Christ suffered in the flesh, therefore arm yourself with his same mentality. You got that? Because if you're fully aware that the road ahead of you will be bumpy and rocky, then when it happens, you're not taken off guard and by surprise. You'll be much more apt to willingly embrace whatever comes your way and deal with it. And yes, with a smile on your face. Thank you very much. With a humble and trusting disposition. Yeah, your disposition is so important in life. Nobody is impressed with a bad attitude, cockiness, that serves no no purpose whatsoever. Except for people to roll their eyes at you and talk behind your back when you leave the party. They say things like, who does that guy think he is? What's his problem? Thank God he left early. What, was he drinking? No wonder he's single. So if your attitude stinks, people are going to smell it and want to get away from you as soon as possible. It's another day above ground for me, Fred, my wife, and her 17-year-old princess cat, who will probably outlive the both of us. Maybe I should put her in my will. I was never too fond of cats, but hey, the things I do for love and the things God does for me. I'd be pushing up daisies long ago if it wasn't for him. As I look back, he has gotten me through so much trouble in my life. I can see clearly now and I'm grateful, even though we'll never fully know all that God has done for us. From cradle to coffin, thank God for God. And yes, I'm even grateful for the cat, even though she sheds all the time. On my couch, no less. Martha, Martha, get in here. I told you to keep her off the couch. Hey cat, get off of my couch. Get off my couch! Look at her! She doesn't move! I'm talking to myself here! Martha, Martha, where are you? Oh, the things I do for love! The things I do for love! This is Don't Bring Up God. My name is Robert with The Board Guy. We're here every Sunday morning from 8 to 9. If you want to give a buzz, feel free at the toll-free number at 833 833- 707-7900. I like when Jesus told a parable about the Pharisee and tax collector. You like that one? Addressing those who believed in their own self-righteousness while holding everyone else in contempt? You know, there was a time in my life I was just like the Pharisee, as I recall, where I took stock of my life and thought of myself as a very good man doing the right thing. I thought I had all the angles covered and now was good enough and deserving enough to be a child of God for real. But was I a dupa or what? Do you know what dupa means? You Polish people do. I know you're laughing right now. Did he just say that? Well, dupa means an ass. And I was, just like the Pharisee. The book says two men went up to the temple to pray. One was a Pharisee, the other a tax collector. The Pharisee, with head unbowed, prayed in this fashion. I give you thanks, O God, that I am not like the rest of men, grasping, crooked, adulterous, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I pay tithes on all my, on all my possessions. 
The sinful tax collector, however, kept his distance, not even daring to raise his eyes to heaven. All he did was beat his breast and say, Oh God, be merciful to me, a sinner. And that's exactly what I say today, every day. Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner. Lord, forgive me, for I know not what I do. Now, if we all can honestly say that and mean it, then we are where we need to be. Because being on your high horse and so pompous like some people are will get you nowhere. And worst of all, God can't work with you if you have that attitude. The book says, God is stern with the arrogant, but to the humble, he shows kindness. So let's all realize that we are sinners, past, present, and future. Hopefully a lot less in the future compared to the past. But nevertheless, we are sinners, and that will never change. Like robbing a bank. After your jail time, you are now a free man with opportunity. But that doesn't negate the fact that you still robbed the bank. That's not going to change. And when we do become a better person following in Jesus' footsteps, remember it's because of God's grace. It's because of his protection and direction that we now receive. Stop trying to take credit for everything. As we're instructed in the Bible to take credit for nothing that is good. Yeah, we need to hold our place. The book says, I repeat, it is owing to his favor that salvation is yours through faith. This is not of your own doing. It is God's gift. Neither is, is it a reward for anything you have accomplished. So let no one pride himself on it. Yeah, just think about it. If we could save ourselves and get ourselves to the promised land on our own, then Jesus died on the cross for absolutely no reason whatsoever. Let's never forget that. Along with this, the book says, whoever exalts himself shall be humbled, while he who humbles himself shall be exalted. In this world today, it's all about exalting yourself, right? Oh, let me take another selfie. Oh, I didn't like how I was smiling on that one. Let me take 300 more. Click, 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 click. And, and while I'm at it, let me pamper myself in any way that I can. Because as we know, it's all about me. And if it's not all about me, then it's about I or myself. Man, let's get a grip. Let's for once in our lives take the focus off our sorry selves and onto others to help and worry about the welfare of others. Who knows? Maybe you could actually help the situation of another. Huh. Imagine that. Hey, what happens when you're in a panic situation? When the world comes down tumbling on your head? Where you have no idea what to do and how to make the situation better? Well... You know what God tells us to do, right? The book says, cast all your cares on God because he cares for you. Now, naturally, in any predicament, we do our due diligence to help in any way that we can. But as we do that, we need to be more of a spectator, understanding that God got this. It may not look like it. But he's the one in control handling this situation and not us. 
And what do, what do we do about that situation? Do, do we accept that premise? Well, you know, what do we do? Well, we, we put all, all our cares on God, which means we no longer have cares. We are carefree. So since we're carefree, let's act like it. Realize that God's got the outcome and solution already in hand. And as long as we trust God to handle our welfare, along with the welfare of our loved ones and friends, then we should be good to go. Let's put all our cares on God because he cares for us. He's the one who's ultimately handling the situation. And whatever happens one way or the other, we'll come out smelling like a rose. Now that's what true trust is all about. The book says, The God of all grace who called you to his everlasting glory in Christ will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish those who have suffered a little while. That's all we need to know. Keep your eyes on Jesus and the word of God, and we'll be fine. Listening to the news the other day, and I guess the United Nations is foaming at the mouth again, trying to control this entire world and globe. And they use words like misinformation, disinformation, hate speech, conspiracy theories. And I guess I just described my whole show, didn't I? (laughs) But what's the UN trying to do with it? Oh, they're trying to manipulate and control. They're trying to wipe out all those four words that I just mentioned. But the only problem is... Who decides what is misinformation, disinformation, hate speech, and conspiracy theories? Who decides that? Who's the pea brain that thinks he knows? Well, obviously, it's just another form of communism taking away our free speech. It's obvious what they're doing to anybody with half a brain. Seriously. And all these words that I've been hearing for years now, uh, uh, talking about cultural diversity, gender equality. You know what I say to all that? Just shut up. We never had that before. We don't need it now. We've been doing quite well. The world has overall in general. I think we have. We know the score. We don't need the government preaching to us and coming up with new terms. Get out of here, you and your United Nations. We have our constitution. Freedom of speech. You can be a moron but you're still entitled to your freedom of speech. You know, we all know what's going on here, right? I hope we don't listen to these bubbleheads like Carrie and Gore. Ah, the Botox twins. Oh, are they annoying? They are very, very disturbing. Who do they think they are? I mean, just think about it. Would you ever invite one of those one of those ogres for dinner? And have a nice cup of tea before or after? No, you never would. You'd never think of it. Because they're they're nuts. They're insane. Psychopaths is what they are. Hey, we got a call at 833-707-7900. Who's this? Hello. Yeah, what's up? Hey, Richard, I got a question for you or your audience. Um you ever hear of anybody talking about this, that the Jews over there aren't really Jewish, but 
They are from a family of Ashtonazis, something like that. Uh, from Khazar, Khazaria, or something like that, Khazar. Well, it, I think it has to do with one of the sons of, no, of Noah. One of them that broke off or whatever, you know, from the three and... Yeah, I don't know exactly the story, but I like to use, when I talk about the Bible, the Hebrews and the Israelites, and then the Judeans, and uh, before that, the Judahites. I like using those terms instead of the word that you mentioned. And here's a quick question back to you. Is the Ukraine war going on anymore since Israel took the front page? What's going on with uh, Ukraine? Not that I care. We're just giving money to them. That's it. (laughs) Isn't it amazing, though, how it just disappears like it's like it hasn't even been happening and it's not happening now? Oh, yeah. Well, I I had this conversation. It must have been an hour, over an hour or so with the, this fellow. He's, he doesn't he doesn't um, he's always bashing, of course, the government, which, you know, I understand a little bit of it. He bashes the, the, the police. He doesn't like the police. And. They're into this. His his wife is a Christian, and his daughter. Real quick, the word "bash" uh, is a negative term. Just because he has constructive criticism, doesn't mean he's bashing them unwarrantedly well, or without warrant. You know, without a reason. He gets very uh, testy. You know, cursing his head off about it. If you don't, because you know, he calls many of the pastors and Christians are just ignorant and stupid. They they swallow that. Um, over in Israel, that what's going on now with Palestine? Well, everything you've talked about, I kind of agree with. I guess this friend of yours needs to work on his presentation and not be so vile as he as he expresses well, himself. He does. He doesn't even believe that that <clears throat> what many people are saying <clears throat> about the amount of people that were slaughtered on by the the. Well, how are we going to know? We weren't there. I mean, we're taking the well, word of a, of a crooked any, media. And that's something I want to ask you, or your, or maybe one of your guests, or somebody. It, how can I prove to him that that is true? That they but how do you know it's that? true 100%? How do you know it's true 100%? No, no, I'm asking you, is there some kind of proof that you could point me to, or somebody that I could show him this and say, look, they were decapitating babies he thinks it's only a couple jews died and it's all their fault and we know that the anti-semitism is on a rise and, and the lord now do we know that it. too do we know that anti-semitism is on the rise oh my goodness yes really and and what do you and, well, and why do you know that for sure because i hear it all over that uh, you know we we're you're seeing it at our colleges with these you know, I'm gonna. All right, I'm gonna. I'm gonna say this one more thing. One, one, one more thing, and then I gotta. I gotta break. But thank you for all your uh, information and your comments. You know, college campuses. Oh, anti-Semitism is running wild. A couple years ago, there was a story about some college had this anti-Semitism protest or something out of control on campus, and one of the reporters decided to check it on his own and he went to that campus and it was calm as can be no protests no trouble no anti nothing but yet that college was con- was convicted of it in the news it was made up i'm just saying there's so many things that are made up it's unbelievable and that's what god is for let's stick with god and rely on our own uh 
what's the word? Begins with a D. Uh, with, on your on our own. Um, in cognizance? No, I think it begins with a D. Jeez, when I, I get a brain freeze, and I, it's uh, discernment. We, we sometimes we oh, have to rely on our own yeah. discernment. Oh yeah. Because no, I, because I you don't know who to believe. I'm sorry, I got to let you go. Thank you okay. for the call. See ya. Right. Hi, this is Doctor Grouchy, your personal horror movie gargoyle. Today, I want to go over a few very important directives for you to blindly follow to the letter. Number one, since I, Dr. Grouchy, claim that we have a medical crisis and emergency on our hands, I expect you to believe it, even though I am abnormally short and ugly. Also, number two, just so you know, if I look into a mirror, I will see no reflection whatsoever. Just the most evil devilish vampire you can imagine. And number three, I, Dr. Grouchy, want everybody to be aware that I have made $200 billion off this coronavirus and vaccine. And for that, I want to thank each and every one of you even those young children from 5 to 11 whom we shot up, who will probably soon die, which makes me happy. I mean, I mean sad, yes, very, very sad. And one last thing from Dr. Grouchy. I have a little secret for all of you intelligent, brave people who speak up against me. You know what? You're all right, but too bad, there are a lot more naive, gullible people in the world, so I win and you lose. At least I hope so. This is Don't Bring Up God. Don't Bring Up God every Sunday, 8 to 9. My name is Robert, I'm here with the board guy, and we got a call at 833 707 7,900. Who's this? Good morning, Robert. This is Rudy. What's happening? Hey, um, I just want to say to the listeners, you know, um, I don't, it's not like I like Hamas at all, or, you know, or I support, you know, like, you know, I'm a Christian, um, I lost my sight in the Middle East, you know what I mean. But, at the same time, um, to all these, you know, people that brainwashed. What they hear sometimes on the news from these people, they either, um, they know, you know, they either lie, lying and they know it, or they either um, scared for their job because we know most of the media have been, you know, owned by, you know, Jews or like Zionists. And, um, you know, this war, man, in Gaza really, um, you know, opens up, um, you know, um, and they show you how either the American people is stupid on purpose or like, or like they, they don't want to say the truth or they don't want to know the truth. And when you tell them, you know, how it is, it's like you're talking to the walls, you know, they don't even want to do their own research. Um, 
Um, I'm not sure if they, like Fox News, one time they were saying the conflict in the Middle East, um, so far, you know, uh, such and such people died, you know, whatever. And um, and this attack, you know, they keep saying that about Hamas people raping women and killing children. And, you know, none of it been proven truth. Because the Israeli bombed their own people when the, the Palestinians were attacking. And, um, and they burned, uh, you know, these kind of, the, these bodies. Because the Palestinians, what they did is they were trying to get as much people as possible into Gaza back to trade them for the, you know, the, the, the people that have been, you know, taken from Palestine. Well, the Bible warns us of lies, constant lies and lying. What about what I hear about possibly natural gas and oil in the Gaza region, also a canal that they're thinking of building for economic advantage? Do you hear anything on that? And that's, why, and that's why they wanted Gaza to begin with. You know what? No, no, Robert. I don't really think it's what it is. To be honest with you, um, Israel just found in between Lebanon uh, and uh, Israel big, um, you know, blocks of oil, um, gas under the ocean, and they still trying to get it. But that's, I don't think it's, what I'm trying to tell you here is, um, you know, who control? For some reason, they always say who control Palestine controls the world. Don't forget. Um, don't you know? There's one thing we need to keep in mind: who killed Jesus? For some reason, for why I can't get from these listeners that you know listen to WAEV, it's like they think it's the Jews and uh, Christian are the same. Um, you know, Jewish people don't believe in Christian in, in Jesus, guys. I'm not sure if you are aware of that. They they don't uh, believe in the Bible, like you, like some people think. It's, uh, no, I agree, and that's the hugest point of all. Now, there, were, uh, there, there will be people in life, as the Bible says, who will never open their hearts to the truth in order to be saved, no matter what happens. Some people will never, ever accept Jesus and ignore and or hate him. As we know, God draws us to him. Jesus leads us. The Holy Spirit prompts us. And the Bible teaches us in order for us to have a chance to be saved. Because God wants nobody nobody to be thrown into this lake of fire that Revelation talks about. But regardless of all that, some people, as the Bible says, will never ever accept him. And that's where this verse comes in, the Bible says. Therefore, God sends them a powerful delusion so that they will believe the lie. And this is essentially a punishment, because the verse goes on and says, so that all who have not believed the truth, but have delighted in evil doing, will be condemned. So God is basically telling them that, hey, if sinning, vice, and idol worship is what you want after all this time, then that's what you're going to get. So God gives them, once and for all, over to the consequences of their behavior. And Paul in Romans talks about this also. The book says, The wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against the irreligious and 
perverse spirit of men who in this perversity of theirs hinder the truth. Perversity, perverted. See, they even have it, had it back then. So these uh, people who, refu- who refuse to believe the truth under any circumstances are headed once again for this lake of fire, and there's nothing that can be done about it. The Bible goes on and says, In consequence, God delivered them up in their lusts to unclean practices. They engaged in the mutual degradation of their bodies. These men who exchanged the truth of God for a lie and serve the creature rather than the creator are destined for this terrible disaster in the end. Yeah, that, that's basically what's going on here. And, and Paul was talking about these people at the time who were engaged in all sorts of sexual depraved misconduct, specifically women going with women and men going with men. And in this situation, those people knew that they were doing wrong, that something was not quite right with their behavior. But even still, they didn't care. They're going to do whatever their human nature tells them to do. And that's the end of it. The book says, they know God's just decree that all who do such things deserve death, that lake of fire. Yet they not only do them, but approve them in others. So this arrogant, pompous rebellion is in your face, in the face of God. And that's why in the end of times, there will be, they will be thrown into the lake of fire that Revelation talks about, as I say, for the third time. Because I think we forget that. And the primary reason for this happening is that these people wanted nothing, absolutely nothing to do with God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. So again, God is saying, as he gives this strong delusion to those to further believe their lies, he's saying, if that's what you want, then that's what you're going to get. Utilizing your freedom of choice to ultimately destroy yourself. And he's sadly, at this point, saying that I can't do anything about it. So let's understand the overall perspective and repercussions of evil, shall we? Yeah, we need to. And we do that by uh, believing in Jesus Christ. We don't reject him, because if you reject him, we're choosing the alternative to God's eternal kingdom. Yeah, that's what we choose. And as we know, we choose every day, for better or worse, like between Crest and Colgate. But I don't know if it really matters, because there's fluoride in both of those things. And fluoride has been experimentally proven to dumb us down and lower our IQs. Yeah, tests have proven it. It's documented. And has no teeth benefits whatsoever. It apparently doesn't strengthen our teeth. So who knows what's going on here? Soon they'll be saying that smoking is bad for our health, right? And drinking grain alcohol to start your day at breakfast is a bad thing. Ah, they'll come up with all kinds of crazy things, won't they? Yeah. I saw the other day uh, that little verse and story about when... uh, Jesus was talking to Peter, actually Simon Peter, he was called. And it's a good reminder that Jesus asked, asked Peter, Simon Peter, do you love me? Three times he asked him, and then 
Simon Peter said, yes, of course. And then Jesus told him, well, then feed my lambs, tend my sheep, and feed my sheep. And that's exactly what we need to do. We need to do that. So seek the lost and help your fellow man. Yeah, that's basically what it's saying. Switch the radio stations in your dad's car and see what happens. He'll have a conniption. Switch the water in your goldfish bowl with grain alcohol and see what happens. They'll die. This is what we're doing to our little children. Instead of feeding them with godly guidance, we are force feeding them Satan's poison. Exposing little kids in school to sexual perversions along with genetic bending is unconscionable. It's like referring to your toaster as madam or your garden hose as sir. When does this madness stop? Leave our kids alone. Parents need to step up and defend and protect their children. Tell the powers that be to shut up and show them what a real man and a real woman can do against degenerates. Just like a screw and a nut, they're different. Both have a name, a specific function, and designed to work together. Leave it alone. Did that make sense? This is Don't Bring Up God. My name is Robert, and we're here every Sunday from 8 to 9. If you miss us, go to the podcast. Just search Don't Bring Up God podcast or go to the pavlinskypoems.com website. Uh, what was I going to say? Yeah, well, we're all about free speech. That's what I wanted to say. Free speech on the Don't Bring Up God show on WAB. For good or bad, for better or worse, whether it's incorrect or not. I mean, we all try to be correct, obviously. But free speech that we're all entitled to because our Constitution says so. Rights given to us by God. Never forget that. Free speech. Don't let anybody sanction you and squash you. Just shoot your mouth off in an honest fashion. Don't be afraid. Be brave. Have courage. No matter what the lunatics try to do to us. Screw them. Yeah, I'm going to go back to this Don't Bring Up God book that you can find on the website once again. You can read it for free on the site. Yeah, let's talk about rush and hurry. Rushing and hurry. How often do you rush and hurry? There you, there you are in the rat race, quick to scurry. I've done this for years, shifting myself to higher gears. But this can't be right. With peace and calm nowhere in sight, as anxiety and pressure build, your emotions and well-being become more and more chilled. God has a peaceful design for our lives. The person that listens is the one whom survives. I learned something is wrong when I rush, following my busy, rigid schedule. I need to tell myself, hush. Simply stop and readjust. Slow down before you bust. It's okay if you're late. The world won't end on that date. So rushing in hurry, not a good thing. Calm it down, relax. Next one is forgiveness. Who doesn't need forgiveness? We need to give it and we need to receive it. Forgiveness. One of the last things Jesus said on the cross before he died, forgive them for they know not what they do. If you don't understand the forgiveness principle, you got to go back to studying a little bit and reading the Bible and learn. Forgiveness. How long, and I'm talking to you, how long will you be bitter and hate? Why is it so impossible to clean the slate? What happened left you in, in, in a state of helplessness, filling your heart with revenge without forgiveness. 
hoping it's all a bad dream. Can't be true. Just can't believe anybody could do this to you. Didn't deserve this. Ruining your happiness. The furthest thing from your mind is forgiveness. Don't keep it in. Get the anger and hurt out. It will take time to heal. There is no doubt. Dwelling in the past breeds nothing but hopelessness. Let it go and move on by having some forgiveness. For you, life has something so much better in store. See what this experience has prepared you for. So open your heart again with kindness and give what one day you'll be asking for. Forgiveness. Yeah, yeah. You got to dip your toe in the pool. Forgiveness. You got no choice. And you should want to do it. Hey, we're all human. We all make mistakes. We all screw up. But we can work through it. We'll handle it. As God, as our as our leader, as Jesus, as our role model. Hey, we got a call at 833-707-7900. Who's this? Steven. What's up? This is a bit about forgiveness. There are, like, on YouTube, when you see these kids in a courtroom that rape, you know, like, five-year-old girls, and they jeer at the parents, they're not asking for forgiveness. Why should you extend forgiveness if God will not forgive them? They're not. They're not trying to be forgiven. They're not asking for forgiveness. Should they be forgiven? Well, we forgive for our own sake, number one. Because if you don't forgive, you're going to hold that bitterness and hatred, and it's going to end up destroying you. Now, somebody in that situation, I know it's difficult to do, but you got to say to yourself, you know, that person that's jeering at me and rubbing it in and doing all these things, they are so clueless. And I feel so sad for them what what could have happened in their life to make them like that and lord god i pray for them i pray for that person that's making a mockery of my daughter and what what he did uh i pray for him that somehow he sees the light and changes his ways okay but the people not seeking forgiveness can you give a scripture which indicates that you should forgive that type of person there is something in the bible i believe that uh the person has to ask for forgiveness for you right. to forgive them. Is that what you're alluding to? Yes, exactly. All right. Well, that's a good question. I'd have I'll have to do more studying on that. But so I but but, but what I just explained is what I do and what I think we all should do. Even though they're not right. asking for forgiveness and they'll spit in your face. You're doing it for yourself. I think that still holds water. Right. No, I understand. But if you get a chance, look it up. What I explained, I think, is what we need to do for our own benefit, number one, and, and pray for them. We pray for our enemies. You agree with that, right? Right. Yes, yes. Okay. Understood. Good question. Have a good one. All right. See ya. We got another call at 833-707-7900. Who's this? Morning, Rob. It's Paul. What's up? Hey, uh, I just wanted to say that... Uh, yeah, it's it's tough to believe the the media, the government, and stuff like that anymore. Our leadership, it's you know, it's just terrible, horrible. But uh, you know, when you see videos coming back from you know from Israel and stuff like that, but you know, I I personally think Hamas are a bunch of savage butchers. No, and, I agree. Uh, There's a lot of savage savageness to go around. But again, those videos, I've seen documented facts that some videos that have been pushed over our our three main networks. What was was fabricated, not real again. All I'm saying is double check your facts and research. Right, right. But you know what? But the kids 
are taught from young on to hate the Jews and to kill them. They're, they're I never was. I never them. was. I never was. No. I never had no, a no, problem I'm... with anybody and, and the Jewish people and their plight. I didn't even know about it. All right? I no. later on right. learned about it. But I, I, I can't buy this quote-unquote anti-Semitism. How about anti-Ukrainian or anti-Russian or anti-Polak? Where are all the other antis? Why is this anti-Semitism so pronounced and so special? And believe me, and, and you, we all got to realize, I mentioned this, Semitism means Arab. It's anti-Arab is what you're talking about, for the most part, using those words. So the term's even incorrect. But, but Robert, the, the whole thing is everybody, the, the devil hates Israel more than anybody else. And I think that's part of, part of the reason. But the other part is, you know what, it, it doesn't really matter that much what you and I say. What does, you know, you say with the book, what does God's Word say? He says, I will bless them that bless you and curse them that I, curse you. And that's you. another thing I have a question about. When, when they said that, at least in Genesis, in the very beginning, God was directly talking to Abraham and said, I will bless those who bless you and curse right. those who bless you. They were talking about Abraham, the, the individual, not this state and country that didn't even exist at the time yeah but they're they're talking about or he was talking about the father of, of the generations to come and stuff but, like but that. he was the no. father of all generations the word a-l-l all right, all okay. people yeah. he led the nations so i'm just saying we have to really study <laughs> the bible to know exactly what's going on yeah study it to show show yourself approved but again let God be true and every man a liar. I just feel that, you know what, the, the Israelis have the responsibility to protect themselves from, from Arabs, from Americans, from whomever. So, so everybody does. Everyone has the right yeah. to protect themselves if they're being attacked. I agree with you. Hey, thank you for the call. Keep praying. Thank yes. You. Pray for all people. God doesn't show favoritism. We got to understand that. God does not show favoritism. I just read there's no Arab or Jew or or Gentile or Jew or no nothing. It's all one human race. Let's stop categorizing some people or person as better than another. Sorry, I'm never going to do it. God doesn't show favoritism, so I don't. Hey, we got another call at 833-707-7900. Who's this? Hey, good morning, it's Joe. Yeah, what's happening, pal? Um <laughs> Um, just a quick, um, Stephen asked some, for some verses. Well, if you think about when Jesus was on the cross and being crucified, uh, he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. So we, we have to have, and then even the, our father, right? The prayer that Jesus taught our father who art in heaven, how be I forgive them as, uh, um, as we are forgiven. So, um, we have to have a heart of forgiveness, just like God does, even though, you know, it, it it doesn't, like a person is not remorseful or repentant, but we have to have that heart, forgive them, turn it over to God. Yeah, whether they're and remorseful, whether they're, remorse, whether they're remorseful or, or repentant, whatever you said, doesn't really matter. Repentant. Most people that you forgive don't deserve it. Let, let's just get that out on the table. Most people don't deserve it, but too bad we give it well, anyway. Well, does anyone deserve forgiveness? No, no, not really, no. It's our... It's our our sins against God, right? Do we really deserve it? No. It's God's grace and mercy 
and unmerited favor that he offers forgiveness and that he became a man, died for our sins, so he pays our sin debt to God so we don't have to, you know, go to hell and and in eternity in the lake of fire. Um, so that that's that's more or less uh, you know, that's Luke twenty three, thirty four, and like I said, the our father. I agree. I've forgiven you uh, I've forgiven you many times, Joe, when you didn't deserve it over the years. <laughs> If I can do that, anybody can. <laughs> and likewise. <laughs> and likewise. Good, uh, com- well, good, good, good um, comeback. <laughs> but, uh, you know, go- going back to, um, you know, this interest in uh, Islam is very clearly, I'm hearing of kids who were professing Christians uh, going to Islam, and, you know, Patrick, your guest on there. I would just say to the audience, look up in the Quran these verses, uh, Surah 2946, uh, Surah 3, verses 3 and 4, 18, verse 27, 5, verse 47, 5, uh, verse 68, and 10, verse 94. And basically the conclusion is, Allah gave the Torah and the Gospel to the Jews, and you're supposed to believe it. And he also gave the t- the uh the Quran, but here's the problem. Hurry up! The, obviously the Bible and the Quran contradict each other, so... It actually commands, the, the Quran commands Muslims to believe the Torah and the Gospel and in Jesus Christ. Okay, I gotta let so. you go. Thank you. Hey, and some of you may think I'm a rebel, but remember, Jesus Christ himself was a rebel. And he was an outcast and a quote-unquote troublemaker. Maybe we all should be. Hey, all roads lead back to God. Tyler, we love you. We'll see you again. WAEB, Allentown. Listen on your free iHeartRadio app for all your music, radio, and podcasts.